Hello and welcome to a bonus episode of the MinMax Show. I'm Ben Hansen, joined by Jeff Marchiafava. Hello. Okay, now I got you. Also joined by Janet Garcia. Welcome back, Janet. What's up? Nice to have you. And you are from your own Patreon, yes? Yes. And it is called? On the ethers of the internet. It is Game Onesis. So, as is everything I have on the internet across the board. Awesome. And then we're also joined by Imran Khan. Hello. Welcome, Imran. Uh, now from Fanbyte. Correct. Yes, I am now Ooh. from Fanbyte. What is Fanbyte and what are you doing over there and how are things going? Uh, Fanbyte is a video gaming website that was, as of yesterday, apparently nominated for one of the best uh, outlets from good writing or good games writing. Nice. Congratulations, Not, man. Has nothing to do with me in that it's nominated for 2020 and I just got hired, but I still think I'm going to take credit for it. Congratulations. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I am yeah. their news good editor. Job. Thank you. Nowhere to I, go but I, down. I worked very hard for that. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, it could be lateral. <laughs> That's true. What is life like over there for you? You're just writing news stories? Uh, are you expanding the team? What's going on over there exactly? Basically, as of right now, I am I am theoretically just spreading news stories. That is my job title. But it's a lot of just like whatever you want to do, whatever you think is interesting or funny, just do it. And that's kind of the, the ethos of that website. It is a lot like Game, Game Informer in terms of everyone there is very good friends. But mm. then once like it's without that sort of the rigidity of Game Informer, which I think for someone who's been kind of out in the wild for like a year and a half, that's really appealing to me. So it's it isn't like I was thinking the other t- today I was going to I had some ideas for articles and I'll just like talk about them. And they're like, yeah, just go ahead and do it. So like that's kind of what this is for, of. Uh, what I plan to do here basically is I will write news. I will investigate and like get new stories, but I also sometimes just want to talk about how Mario's a Yakuza game or Mario Sunshine's a Yakuza game. And that's what I'm going to do. Like that's the next piece I'm going to write. So hot take central going down to fan bite. That's cool, man. <laughs> um, well, I gathered you all because you are game industry experts and Janet in particular, I remember how much you were looking forward to ratchet and clank and a lot of PlayStation five games with that. You were the perfect person to have on to talk about the big state of play from Sony I, you can go back and watch our reaction stream. Jeff and I, I feel guilty for getting hype levels up, but I feel like the way they were framing it without any qualifiers, I was so pumped for this thing. And I was shooting for like at least a new Horizon Forbidden West trailer, probably some God of War, you know, probably the delay, maybe another teaser trailer. But Imran, what was your high level takeaway from the big Sony state of play? I think it's important for Sony to sometimes show that they can one-up Nintendo. And if Nintendo's going to have a boring show, then Sony should have an even more boring show. How dare you? We're positive about games <laughs> on MinMax here. I, I, I'm talking, yeah. like, several of those games look really good, but most of them we knew about, and most of them we'd seen before. Like, when they phrased their initial thing about this was, it's going to be several games we've seen, and also a look at new games. Which is, like, not untrue, but I think it's that kind of small snippet of what they wanted to say was... It lets the imagination run wild because when I hear oh games we haven't or we've seen before, I think oh Resident Evil Eight is coming out soon or right. things like that, and then the rest of it's gonna be like Silent Hill or let's talk about God of War Ragnarok for the first time really or show that Horizon Forbidden West trailer. Yeah. Instead, it was you know here's some lower key titles, which is again they will be fine titles. They will be fun, good games. I really like the look of Kina, but yeah. I, it, I, I'm hoping for Sony to blow off the doors at some point. And each time, I feel like the most Sony news we ever get is from like copyright listing to the bottom of videos. 
<laughs> it is a weird trickle. And it, I was fascinated too by them getting out of the gate earlier this week and kind of addressing a couple fronts. Like, yes, we're going to have uh, a sequel, if you will, to PlayStation VR. We're making a new headset. And yes, just so you know, Gran Turismo has been delayed. I felt like they were like setting the table for now it's nothing but excitement. And then it was a lot of longer game segments than I was expecting. A lot of developer walkthroughs and discussions, which, you know, it's nice to hear from these folks. But some of these games, like, I don't know if I need to hear about Oddworld Soulstorm again. I love Oddworld, yeah. but we're going on six years of hearing Lauren Lanning talk about that game. And I love Lauren Lanning, too. But at a certain point, it's like, you just got to give that game to me. I can't hear any yeah. more about this, man. I played that game I know. three years ago at this point. Like... It's no what he explained in that video was no different from what I played or what I wrote about then. Right, I know it's it's a weird one, but okay. Obviously, we're tiptoeing around the juggernaut, the the black hole that's sucking us all in, but we can't give in to that discussion yet. But Janet, before the megaton of all megatons at the end of the stream, like what stood out to you from the first half at least? Yeah, um, I, I kind of disagree with Imram. I, I thought it was pretty solid. Um, oh, interesting. It, it is okay. true that when you actually break it down, like how much was really new, like did we need this presentation, right? I feel like I could have easily not had this presentation and just gotten like a few trailers and tweets and it would have been fine, right? This could have been an email. I'll yes, admit that. It exactly. could have been an email. But at the same time, like I thought, I did feel like the expectations were tempered because we knew it'd be only like 10 games because I said 10. We knew it'd be around 30 minutes. So it's... Not super short. Short's like 15, 20, but yeah. it's not terribly long. It's not the, the Nintendo 50 minutes. Um, and then we already knew that it'd have, be both old and new. So it's like, okay, if you start doing that math, it can't just be all new stuff. Um, I am a little surprised that it wasn't more new. I would have liked maybe even something from like their like indie side of things. That's kind of what I was expecting. And I didn't get that, which was disappointing. Uh, I think the number one thing this presentation lacked was a real big juggernaut undebatable punch of something that everyone can agree. Like everyone can agree is cool. And that's something like a God of war trailer. That's something like horizon. Those are kind of the two marquee things that were sort of missing from this. And that was a little disappointing, but I liked being able to see more about Returnal. I really loved getting uh, the release date for Kina. I believe I've been saying Kena this whole time and now I have to reconfigure <laughs> I know, my yeah, mind. Apparently it's Kena. Um, Cause I don't know how to pronounce things, but Little things like that. And like, sure, Deathloop, we've seen it. We already know it's cool. But I'm like, I'll look at it again. Oddworld, I'll give you. Yes, I am exhausted from seeing it. I feel like everywhere I go, I'm seeing Oddworld. It's probably playing in my house somewhere, you know, secretly. So I agree with that. But I, I personally like this presentation a lot more than Nintendo's. I think it helped that like, I just came off of Nintendo's, which was very long. And like, it just felt like you were waiting and waiting for the big thing. And then you got the big thing and it wasn't even like a 2021 thing. It was 2022. So even the win had a big asterisk on it. Right. And for this, it's like, okay, it's a lot shorter. I saw some things that were fun, you know, okay. It's like a solid time. And um, that that's basically what I went into expecting. And that's what I got. Um, so just to kind of sum up, I thought it was solid, but it was missing that big hit that would have made it a flat out just good instead it was sort of like oh it was, it was very solid instead yeah. of like you know amazing right i love hearing that perspective too because my heart got racing because i love final fantasy 7 so much so the back half of this is like well if you like final fantasy 7 this is a stream for you you're gonna have a lot to chew on which we can unpack a little bit later but um i wanted to focus on what you mentioned there janet which is the uh, uh not the odd world trailer i don't want to talk about the odd world trailer anymore um the uh death loop trailer which i'm excited about death loop i love arcane that trailer like I rarely do you see a game trailer and you just feel like, oh my God, that studio 
put so much into this trailer. That was a lot of work. That is like, they have a whole Bond theme song for Deathloop, and the whole thing was choreographed so well, custom animation for that thing. Like, just trailer production level, that was like the best of the year so far. It's unbelievable. It's, I'm a little, like, I'm excited for Deathloop. I think Deathloop is going to be a very good game. I'm very, like, interested to play that game. I can go without seeing Deathloop again. Like, like, okay. you said, like you said, that is a very good trailer, mm-hmm. but that thing has been at every Sony event since June. Like right. June, like June of last year. And it still doesn't have a date. Like, if you finish that thing off, it's like, Deathloop coming August 27th. I'm like, all right, cool. Now we know more about Deathloop. I don't know more about Deathloop than I knew before I came into there. That's true. It's just, I guess the idea is just to wow you a little bit more with the tone, you know, just to suck you into that world a little bit more. But I hear you. I feel like I know everything that I need to know to be excited about Deathloop. So... There is no date for Deathloop at this point? Not yet, no. Wait, it was Deathloop has a date. Isn't it May? Isn't it, is it not May for this year? I will May 21st. Check. Oh. But I, Let me know, because I thought, I thought it was. I'd knock out but also, City. admittedly, I think I looked into it, and it was like the first thing off Wikipedia, which is not real research, but, um, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm trying to think, and I, I felt like it was in my planner somewhere, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, I, I really liked seeing the thing with Deathloop. Yeah, we have seen it a lot, but for me, I thought this focused a little bit more on the stylization of the gameplay, while earlier trailers were a little bit more stealth focused, which is something that like I did a live reaction also, and we were kind of discussing. So I did think this offered a little something different. Yeah. But yeah, you know. Okay. Yeah, you are correct. It, is, it says May twenty first. I don't know if that's been delayed since then, but yeah, well, I mean, twenty first the- is the last word I saw on it. Yeah, the the interesting details they didn't have it at the end of that trailer, which makes me That's why wonder. I it wasn't dated, yeah, yeah. I wonder if it it is slipping. They just haven't announced that yet. But uh, Jeff, what stood out to you from the first chunk here? Yeah, I mean, um, in terms of Deathloop, like, yeah, it 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 looks great. But I think I'm also in the camp where like I'm already sold on that game, mm-hmm. and so I just want to play it at this point. It's I. In in terms of just sheer entertainment, though, you can't get much better than making your own Bond song. <laughs> it's really and, absurd. Like an entire Bond song and showing that off. That game has so much style that uh, I can I can always appreciate seeing more of that. But yeah, it's. I guess I'm I'm more in the disappointment camp. Like there there were several solid games in there that I do want to play, but I guess I. I I am a victim of my own expectations going into it. I was I was expecting to see a little more and hopefully see some newer newer things in that higher tier of Sony exclusives that only Sony can pull off. Yeah, it's nice to see them pushing Returnal as much as they are. We all love House Mark, I assume. Um, and I I have I don't I'm I'm hoping that game's great. I, I'm so curious how the thing actually lands, but I'm yeah. hoping it's great. I don't know that seventy dollars is going to be a workable price for it. Yeah. I know it Yeah, it, yeah. I'm scared of the rogue elements. I'm like, mm. I'm like Every time I die, okay, how many permutations do you have? Because, like, I'm about to run that thing through its faces. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it's so yeah. weird that they're, like, leaning into the kind of, I don't know, more personal aspects now of, oh, there's this house that you explore. And then it keeps showing these first-person shots that are very PT. It's such a mm-hmm. weird game. I'm curious to see how it all comes together. It's, I, I feel like they learned, they saw how people responded to Hades. And I'm sure there's also probably like a little bit of embitterment at the fact that Hades kind of got there with the same idea first. But 
the contextualization of a roguelike into a larger single player story is a thing that I think people like. And if Returnal can hit that same level, then great. Then it could catch on as a big thing. But I really think like that being a full price title is going to hurt it quite a bit. I know it's such a weird world we're in where we're all just bracing for like, uh, I'm sure that's going to be PS plus, which I mean, to be fair to Oddworld, Oddworld Soulstorm, that was a nice announcement that it's going to be at no extra cost uh, on, on PS plus there when it eventually mm-hmm. releases. Um, the biggest reveal from this first section, Sifu, S-I-F-U from Slow Clap, who right. looks like they made Absolver before, which yes. is another thing I will mispronounce throughout the year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. It's up there with Kina. But that game looked cool. Jeff, you want to explain what the hell that was? I, I, um, <laughs> you want me to unpack what it was? Just everything, <laughs> dude. That- yeah, I mean, it It seems like a lot of martial arts fighting in hallways and other locations. And we we didn't get much beyond that other than he got he got beat at one point and then he seemed to grow older and then he continued yeah. fighting. So um, IJN has a story up about this game already. Oh, great. And like they talked to developers. So that Jeff is correct. Like it appears to be the game takes place over an entire lifetime. There's no like character creator or anything like, but you do pick uh gender at the beginning and just follow that character from like when they're training to when they're a master, basically. Huh. Yeah. It seems cool. It's got a really great yeah. art style. And, and they said it seemed, it seemed interesting day. and it seemed like, yeah, it seemed like the fighting was a little more contextual in terms of some of the moves that he was pulling off and kind of using the environment within that. But yeah, I mean, Imran already told us much more than I got from, you know, that trailer. So other than yes, fighting in a hallway is always a pretty cool thing to do. Yeah. Um, and then they showed off uh, more gameplay. I forget if they've even shown gameplay before, but Solar Ash from Heart Machine, uh, the kind of spiritual successor to Hyperlight Drifter, which I don't know if Kyle Hilliard was watching it live, but I can only imagine that he was in tears whenever he watched it because it is the most Kyle Hilliard-ass Kyle game. He loved Hyperlight Drifter. Uh, it looks like it's very much in line with The Pathless, which Kyle also loved, and then it culminates in basically the 14th Colossus from Shadow of the Colossus for a boss <laughs> fight. It's just everything packed into one trailer. It's absurd. Um, Imran, what did you think about Solar Ash? Uh, that game looks really cool. Like it immediately, I, I'm a sucker for games with like, what do you guys call it? The molding for Holden thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Games with really good tra- traversal mechanics. Right. Like, that feel real nice and you go real fast. And like, I, I like the pathless because of that. I think this is pretty much right up my alley, especially with like, it's very clear how big Zelda fans, uh, this developer is. Yeah. So like, it looks like they're kind of taking that idea of Hyperlight Drifter, which was a, you know, a stylish link to the past kind of thing, and just going like, well, what if we did 3D Zelda now and combined it with like these other more like modern uh, control mechanisms and new systems? I think that will look really or will work really well, and I'm excited to actually play that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a cool one. Um, so that was, you know, this was all just an appetizer before we got <laughs> to the main course in the state of play, which started with just what looked like, okay, Final Fantasy VII Remake has come to the PlayStation 5, made some upgrades, they're showing off the graphical differences. You kind of get the idea. Like, I think that game looks so good on PS4, so I assume they're fixing the door. They're, they're improving load times. They say that, uh, you know, they're adding a photo mode, stuff like that, which is cool. You can play in 4K, 60, all that. Um, you're making the choice there. And then 
it goes to a shot of like somebody looking through a sniper rifle or something before cutting to a character in a Moogle costume. And it turns out it is, and it's not Yuffie, of course, it is Yuffie. <laughs> and this is Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade, where there is a new episode starring everybody's favorite thief, Yuffie! <laughs> uh, Jeffum, <laughs> having no knowledge of the base game of Final Fantasy VII, what stood out to you from what you were seeing there? Yeah, I mean... I. Having played uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake for like 80 hours or whatever, yeah. I've just come to come to take whatever they're giving me in terms of weirdness and <laughs> and not not really giving me the context for understanding what I'm seeing. Right. But uh, you know that said, it yeah it it looks fine. It looks like it's more of what I enjoyed about Final Fantasy VII Remake, which is you know interesting combat, ridiculous characters, but also done in like such a higher level of fidelity and polish that than any other game does and then you know like giant ridiculous boss fights and and that kind of stuff and so i like you you were screaming the entire time about yuffie this and yuffie that i don't know who that is i don't really care she looks ridiculous but um i'll go with it and i'll play it Seven Remake did that sometimes. I like. I think honestly, that's a little bit to the detriment of the game. Was like, there's a scene in that game where they just show the cat version of Kate Seth. Like, shut up, Jeff. Up doesn't know his name yet. Shut up, Imran. <laughs> I not mean anything. Know the name. I they know. show a thing of like him reacting to like the plate falling. Yeah. And, like, the, yes. out of context. Like Ben, you and I would be like, oh man, that's him. But like everyone else is like, what? Why? Well, to be fair, yeah, our, our reaction was, oh man, that's him, comma, why? Like, why are you showing this right now? It's so, so distracting for everybody Twelve who doesn't things know. things you didn't know mattered from what you did actually play. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I wonder how, the, how are they going contextual, to contextualize Yuffie in this game? Like, are the, is this chapter going to be an introduction to her? Like, and if so, does that throw off the pacing of what, like, her actual story is when they eventually get to it? I am so fascinated by this. Uh, Janet, did you play the original or just the remake for Final Fantasy VII? I just played the remake, okay. so I'm hella confused all the time. <laughs> and I think what's what blows me about this, and like it took me a second too, like when I was watching it, like you know, live just off the cuff to make sure, like okay, this is like an episode. This is not like the second game in this mysterious series. Right. And I'm like, how do you have DLC for episode what? Like, and we've seen some <laughs> stuff like this in the gaming space. Like, it's not totally, you know, let me let me not just completely go on a drag fest. Like, we've yeah. seen stuff like, if you look over to, like, the narrative side of things with Life is Strange, we saw Captain Spirit as sort of this standalone, like, thing. But that was, a st- that was like, on its own, and it sort of ended up tying in, but not really. Right. It sounds, like, way more integrated. Like, you have, you know, you see that character, and you immediately, the gears start turning in your mind in a way that, if you're using that as an example, like, seeing Captain Spirit, it's not like, oh, yeah, like, I remember, you know, you don't remember him. That was a new character. Yeah. It's kind of a taste of a bigger story. Um, so, yeah, I, I just find it odd to... It feels like a really interesting choice. I feel like we are going to live inside Final Fantasy VII for the next... 10 years but then <laughs> yes. it's actually not going to get finished and then 15 years from now we're going to be like you know what i'm finished that game that they just never finished and yeah that's kind of where i worry it's going with the fact that this has even an episode um and then i don't know if anyone was able to parse this out i was a little confused on how getting the episode actually worked i was too so 
it looks like if you have the PS4 version and want the PS5 upgrade, that upgrade is free, but you then have to buy the Yuffie chapter like on its own as a separate thing. It is not part but, of that free upgrade. Or but are they going to sell it? Thing. Are they going to sell just that episode on its own piecemeal for like $10? Or are they going to want you to rebuy? You will need to have FO7 Remake on PS5 somehow to play that. But okay. if you if you can, or you can buy it as a completely new thing for seventy dollars, or you can just like upgrade and then I guess buy it for I didn't see what the price is, but I'm going to assume twenty. Yeah, and so Intergrade is the name of the entire package, and not specifically the name of the Yuffie chapter or episode. Yes. Which is weird because oh, they showed swear. the Yuffie chapter and said Intergrade, and then didn't like then they showed again like the. the the improvements and then called that integrate. It's like, I don't understand what you're like. Is this the Kojima thing? Am I being incepted? What's happening here? <laughs> they also technically kind of went back and forth too. Cause I actually think they showed the Yuffie thing like for a second first. Then they're like, look at this side by side that I'm going to like yeah. pan over. And I'm like, I was literally going up to my monitor. Like, Oh, can I see the, di-? you know, like, can I see yeah. the difference in like the shadings and stuff? Um, but yeah, just looking, I-, I think it is a little bit, I think the fact that they left the door open for confusion is, less than ideal and we've seen this happen in presentations before where it feels like hmm, it feels like you could have told me what i needed to know and you just didn't um and i'm not really sure what to make of that but you know i'm looking at and and i linked it but wire 64's thread breaking down some of that pricing and i i don't really see a kind of a slot for that like a ten dollar like you're you're buying it on its own or it automatically goes if you have the ps4 and it goes to the ps5 it's just a little bit odd um and i think in a in the context of the franchise too there's already so many people that are kind of like, I think it's weird that you're making this non-episodic game episodic to begin with. Right. So I think even if they don't mean to, and obviously games are a business and, you know, we've seen today studios shuttering because they didn't weren't profitable enough. So I totally respect that business end, but I think it does end up feeling, um, just leaving a sour taste in your mouth, having like on an episodic game that wasn't originally episodic. Now you're also giving me episodes that I have to like either buy separately or buy the new bundle. And I'm still not right. even getting the full game. It just... Uh, it ends up being kind of convoluted, but then again, it's Final Fantasy VII, so I guess it's you know in yeah. keeping with the tone. And it's maybe not um, even the most confusing Final Fantasy VII thing today. I mean, there's still more confusing bits coming up. But look, I'm it's their world. I'm just living in it, baby. I'm I'm here for it. But also, I love that the, outfit, the little Moogle one. I want that yeah. in real life. Like it's those so things are like stupid. super cute. Based on the name Integrate, I'm going to assume that it is going to in some way hint at the next part of the Final Fantasy VII remake. And I also am going to make the assumption that like they will probably do an integrate for each chapter of this game or each game release of like Final Fantasy. Let's assume that they just call the next one Reunion. Yeah. So it'll be Final Fantasy VII Reunion integrate for like the remaining chapter. I'm gonna guess since this is Tetsuya Nomura that this actually it's less about like the Life is Strange comparison that you you made Janet, but like the weird thing he did with Kingdom Hearts three, oh, no. where as part of one of the HD remakes, he included a special chapter that ran on the Kingdom Hearts three engine that led or set up KH three. So I think that's what's kind of going on here. They're just since it's Square Enix, they're doing it the most confusing way possible. Yeah, and so what we know about this thing is stars Yuffie. Um, and she's working for, she describes herself as an elite special forces operative for the new Wutai government, which, okay, sure. And so she's going to Midgar and then teaming up with Avalanche. And the interesting thing is like one of the weird beats in the remake 
and I didn't like it actually, was the implication that, oh, there's more than one Avalanche sect. It's not just your team of Avalanche. There's a bunch of other weirdos in Avalanche doing their own stuff. And so this seems to be at least one of the reasons they did expand Avalanche out is now Yuffie is interacting with another sect of Avalanche and she even sees like Barrett and Tifa and like, we should go say hi. They blew up the reactor. Like, nah, they're busy. We don't (laughs) want to get close to them. Shinra's following them. And so it doesn't seem like they'll interact in any way. And that's just a little wink of a no- wink on a nod into what Yuffie's doing. But I'm trying to remember the original Final Fantasy VII now. And Yuffie is out of Wutai, but I don't remember her being like, I am in special forces for the new Wutai government. It seems like an odd role for her at this point. Yeah, she, she was never explicitly not in Midgar. But like, I guess it, enough of her character was like empty that you could fill all that stuff in. It's just a little straight. It, it feels like they look for an excuse to put Yuffie in more than they felt like this is a natural place to put Yuffie. I mean, that's that's just expanded <laughs> media in general, I think. Though, yeah. Spe- speaking of that, though, like for y'all who do know Final Fantasy VII, like in a deeper way where you, you know, see Yuffie and that means something to you more than just like a <laughs> girl wearing a Moogle outfit. Janet, Janet, this- Janet, Janet. No, no, no. It means everything to us to see you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, d- is this. Well, first of all, did you even want DLC for Final Fantasy VII Remake? part one sort of and then two is this the kind of story that you'd want dug into deeper no uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm so like i i've long ago given up on the idea of like oh it needs to be tight this this tight little thing i don't want any expanded stuff like i'm in the camp now of game on give me whatever you want it might be good why not experiment it won't ruin final fantasy 7 um yuffie is Look, I I use Yuffie in my party on a regular basis. I like Yuffie. She's a little obnoxious. Out of all the like personalities I want explored here, I don't know if Yuffie is necessarily the one. And even just from the little clip we saw, it's kind of it's falling into the same line where I think Tifa got in trouble in the remake, where her animations are so different from the English voice performance. And I'm curious what it is in Japanese, but like there's such a disconnect even in these tight clips from Yuffie being so obnoxious and over the top, whereas the voice acting in English is a little bit flatter. So I, I'm bracing for impact there. But, I, you know, I was expecting there to be DLC that was going to be like Zack going back and revisiting some of these things, which, yeah. you know, is a confusing labyrinth of spoilers and all that stuff. But I thought they were setting things up for, let's reuse these environments and just get Zack in there and kind of tell his story within Midgar. Um, so I was interested in that the part that (laughs) gave me a heart attack in the reveal trailer is at the very end they have a flash of a character which i never thought i would see again in my life which is weiss from dirge of cerberus yes which we played uh there's a full let's play in min max's youtube channel uh star of hitman 3 grant and uh, best friend ronnie and i played through that entire game it was really a fever dream from hell. It's the idea of like this one weird character coming back. And now it's like, wait, so is Yuffie going to interact with Whis? Because Yuffie was also in Dirge of Cerberus, but I guess maybe she didn't interact with Whis or not to spoil Dirge of Cerberus, but maybe this is a different version of Whis because the version of Whis at the end of the Dirty Dirge itself is not exactly Whis in control of his own body. It's such a stupid game. We're getting closer and closer to someone at some point is going to have to say the name Genesis, and I'm just fearing that. Oh, it's happening, baby. It's going to be so fun. I mean, they're going to later with some remakes, but um, 
there's well, I, so one thing I wanted to point out, Hanson, yeah. is that like I, I always assumed the DLC for Final Seven Remake was going to be a cut chapter. They have talked publicly about about how Tifa figured out where Don Corneo was and like that he was a threat and she was going to go after him. Right. They do kind of hint towards this chapter being that a little bit. Oh, with because Cloud not being there? They talk about Cloud not being there, and at one point they show like the chapter select, and they specifically chose chapter eight, which is the chapter where Cloud is like away from the rest of the team and he's with Aerith, right, and like right. they're getting back there. That would have been the same time that Tifa does find out all this stuff about Shinron Don Corneo. So I kind of wonder if like this thing they're making is an integration of that cut content as well as telling the separate story about Yuffie. That'd be interesting, yeah, if they go back and actually like to fight as Tifa or just see some story sequences from Tifa. But right. um, yeah, I think, Janet, to get back to your base question, I would rather have more of an exploration of a character like Tifa or other members of Avalanche um, than shoehorning this character into Midgar in this time. But uh, <laughs> she seems like she's interacting in Best Buds with somebody named Sonan. Sonan? Sonan? Um, and I was so confused about their relationship because there's one line where Sonan's talking to, about Shinra and he goes, they deserve what's coming to them. And then Tif or sorry, Yuffie says, yeah, they do, but I'm not your sister. Like, I don't know. I assume that his sister was he killed by Shinra. Something like, he probably said something like, hey, sister, they're not yeah. going to do this. And they just That's cut that assumed. part out. Oh, okay. like, just like a bad cut. Because remember those Kingdom Hearts trailers that were just like the worst trailers in the world? Yes, I do. They're unforgettable. Yeah. I have to assume it's the same people making this these trailers. <laughs> yeah. So it's coming out June 10th. Um, we'll see what our deepest dive schedule is like, but Jeff, I'm just, just so you're bracing for impact. I, I cannot imagine a world where we don't go back and play this weird episode as an add on to you know, our Final Fantasy VII deepest dive. Like one of my, one of my biggest takeaways of this entire show was going into it. I was hoping for Sony to give me a reason to actually finally buy a PS5 because I still haven't done it. And <laughs> right, I, I've right. been waiting for them to show me like some exclusive games. Most of these were still PS4, you know, PS5 together. And if this is the reason that I have to that that's more like forcing me to buy one, <laughs> like you're coercing me that's into this. Forcing. I don't know how yeah. much Sony's paying you, but yeah, that 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 wasn't the game I was waiting for. Uh, to get me into next gen. Well, I wouldn't be shocked if they're just a PC version down the line. They're just not talking about it right now. Yeah, they did. It's the weird thing where they haven't announced that, but they did say that it's exclusive to PlayStation for a year. I feel like that official wording came out somewhere. And so, yeah, I don't well, know. Like last last year when they released the game on the launch date, they put out a trailer that said uh, footage taken from PC build or whatever, mm. which is like one way of saying, yeah, it's coming without actually saying it's coming. I was just thinking about that. Remember that nonsense about Sony uploading a new version of the Demon Souls trailer and all that to correct yes. when they said it's coming to PS5? Is it just common knowledge that Demon Souls is going to come to PS5? Is it just assumed? It would I'm sorry, to PC, I mean. A level of incompetence to have that included on there for no reason. Right. That I, I have trouble believing is not actually like someone... Like, so someone on a slightly lesser level of incompetence being like, oh, we didn't announce that yet. Okay, got to take it off. Because, like, Days Gone just got announced this week. Yeah, in that interview. It seemed like even the tweet was late from the studio and stuff. I don't know if they weren't <laughs> prepared for that to come out in that interview or what was going on, but still exciting. And so here's hoping that, yeah, they eventually get to dreams maybe in the second half of 2021 <laughs> coming out on PC, but who knows. Um, that's not it. 
Final Fantasy VII fans, buckle up, because now we're diving in the deep end. Uh, first of all, they announced Final Fantasy VII, The First Soldier. Just a tweet, right? Imran, did you get a press release or anything about this? Nope. I just, like, literally just a tweet that went out after, because I was already, like, prepping to come onto here and, like, you know, close on my laptop, and I just saw the thing, like, oh, there's two new mobile Final Fantasy games as well? Yes, so this is a mobile game, and it is, of course, the Final Fantasy VII Battle Royale. And this is, it's got to fall in that camp, too. If this is so stupid, sure, game on. Let's go. I, I, I will explore this silly thing. I like how you've gone completely unhinged oh, like, yeah. in your role in the industry. You're like, you know <laughs> yeah. what? Like, sure, let's go. Give me yeah. anything. Give me the Mog House spinoff game on mobile. Just give me any Final Fantasy nonsense. I'm, I'm numb at this you. point. I'm bulletproof yeah. to Square's <laughs> nonsense. You hate to see it. <laughs> But this is, uh, it seems like them, yeah, repurposing some environments from the remake uh, to fight in this battle royale. And as they put it, become the first soldier. So if you win this mobile battle royale, like instead of a victory royale, it'll just say, you're the first soldier on the screen. Such a weird idea. I hope it's winner, winner, Chicago dinner. Brilliant. That's why you get the big bucks. That is good. Um, The weirdest thing about them going back and reusing some of those environments from the remake is there's shots of them fighting in this battle royale like outside Aerith's house. It's so absurd to take that environment and make it this battle arena. No wonder she hates Shinra. I, if I had soldiers <laughs> fighting outside my house, I'd be like, really? This is corporatism run amok. <laughs> yeah, so All te- those darn battle royales keeping you up at night. <laughs> <laughs> so technically, yeah, it's a prequel... Um, I'm trying to remember the timeline. Like, is are you going to be fighting Wu Tai in this battle royale? Then is that the idea, or is it just all soldiers training? Oh, you know what it's going to be, Imran? It's going to be that. Um, it's going to be like that hologram thing from Crisis the Core. Yeah. yeah, the combat sim. Right to see who can become the best one. That's absolutely it. Um, <laughs> but it's releasing this year. Um, you can summon things, and there's you know all your favorite Final Fantasy elements in there. I don't know, man. I'll play it. I understand why it's on mobile and like, I'm not one of those people who's like, ugh, mobile. But a Battle Royale, I feel like I'd rather have on like a controller of some sort. Yes. For both these mobile games, I hope they eventually come to Switch. I'm sure they will two years down the line or something, but especially this next one, because this is where my mind is melting. Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, which is what I thought was going to be when this trademark leaked. I thought it was going to be the Zack DLC or something. But it is so much more than that. This is a, as they put it, chapter-structured single-player game covering all of Final Fantasy VII. So it's like, okay, it's another remake of Final Fantasy VII on mobile. But then not just that, it is all of the Final Fantasy VII timeline. So it is the entire compilation of Final Fantasy VII they are remaking in this bizarre way. Um, Imran, what did you make of that trailer? What is this thing? It, it makes sense when I think about the fact that if you're going to put Whis into Final Fantasy VII Remake, yes. a game that will probably sell well, you've got to kind of tell people who the hell Whis is. Like, it's... I, I, I mean, like, there's no... I barely know who he is. I definitely played through that game. Are you sure? I don't feel like anybody can be confident that they played through Dirge of Cerberus. It's all such a haze. It's also, like, not even just specifically him, but things like Five and Seven Remake's ending Mm -hmm. heavily depends on the idea that you know what happened at the end of Crisis Core. Right, right. 
And like most people, they're never going to release that game. It has so many legal issues, like resulting, like they'll probably keep it from ever being released. So you might as well demake it and make it an easier for people to get that that experience somehow. Yeah. So just to unpack this thing, so Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis coming in 2022 to mobile is a remake of all of Final Fantasy VII again. Um, Dirge of Cerberus Crisis Core before Crisis, which I'm very excited about to finally have an official Western release of, um, and then Advent Children, all in this art style that kind of looks like the original Final Fantasy VII, but then the battles look like assets from the remake. It's so bizarre. I don't know. It's a confusing thing. Like, I understand why they're doing it, but it feels like they made it on the cheap in a way that's like, honestly makes it look more fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... It's going to be hundreds and hundreds of hours unless it's just abbreviated in a really bizarre way. But I'm excited to see it, you know, as people uh, watching us live are pointing out, like the fact that Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition eventually came to Switch maybe mm. is a pathway that they've used before. So maybe some of this stuff will come and we can finally play Dirge of Cerberus remade on our Switch. I'm assuming, so they, sh- they announced today that they sh- they're shutting down the story portion of the kingdom hearts mobile game okay like, it was like union key that game actually had like a ton of very relevant things to kingdom hearts 3 but like they game that never came anywhere else it was just on mobile phones so maybe with that game shutting down they're looking to expand that idea out somewhat or to a different game so that might be what this is happening here wait so what is that idea what does that mean like it is a multiple chapter ever growing plot based Kingdom Hearts mobile game that like they can just keep adding to over and over as they want to. So like the first time I loaded up was after Kingdom Hearts three, where the first message shows up. If you're here for Kingdom Hearts three story content, that starts on chapter like two hundred forty seven, and I close the game and uninstalled it. Like <laughs> I, I think that's kind of probably it's a money maker. And it's a moneymaker because it can get people hooked onto the idea and then keep adding things to it. So I believe that's probably what Crisis will be in some form. Right. Wild day. Also, uh, important in its own way, they announced that the Final Fantasy VII Remake soundtrack is going to be on Spotify on Friday, which is very, very exciting. That is yeah. an unbelievable soundtrack. Um, oh, boy. Janet, you mentioned something earlier that I didn't really... I just saw a tweet go by quickly, but... You mentioned um, Japan closing its or Sony closing its Japan studios. Did you dive more into um, that? It was um, there was I'm trying to remember the studio offhand if people remember, but a studio shutting down. I remember sharing it out, but now I'm it's, forgetting what it's studio Japan studios, was. but a studio also be the Astral Way people or it's being spun out. Spun yeah. out, so they're no longer okay. That weird so internal. Yeah, Japan there we go. Studios, yeah, yeah. They're just called Asobi Studio, whatever. Okay. It was from Video Games Chronicle had reported out. Running down original game development at Japan Studio, Presley, Ape Escape, Gravity Rush, and more. Right. Um, oh, yeah. I, I mean, that's kind of a tough one to read. It's so abstract. I know that, yeah, the Asobi team was so hands on involved with like the hardware team and stuff. So I wonder if that impacts that or they're still going to be in the same location. They'll still have the same access. It's just a matter of kind of quietly sunsetting well, the other so teams. They're fine. So I assume, like, say, Astrobot, PSVR 2, or whatever right. is going to exist. It's like the people who made like Bloodborne, like the not from software part and like Gravity Rush 2 and all of them, they are going to seemingly winding down for the people who are left. But there's been a lot of high profile departures from Sony Japan in the last two to three years. 
Oh, I think yeah. this is just all that coming to a head. Oh, interesting. Um, I believe it's also still kind of in that reportedly camp. I mean, Vivian's sure. Chronicle has been pretty on point with most of its stuff, so I would say that's yeah. pretty it's, likely, but... It's quote-unquote rumored, but, like, so many people have left recently that I would, like, there's a lot of smoke already, so I'll explain this fire. Yeah, yeah. Um, Janet, did we miss anything? Were those all the big beats? Um, I think we got basically got it all. A Crash got a PS5 update. I know that's kind of, so I always find it goofy when there's, like, these next-gen, like, intense updates for, like, a cartoon, essentially. (laughs) But those load times suck on that game. So I'm Mm -hmm. excited for shorter load times. I am, like, right at the end of that game, too. And I just think Crash 4 was fantastic. I'm someone that didn't really vibe with the uh, trilogy remake remaster. I felt yeah. like the hitboxes were off. I know I was not alone in that feeling, but Crash 4 just knocks it out of the park. It is like one of my favorite platformers in recent history. Highly recommend it. So it's, it's nice to see um, some some uh, a bit of prim and polish thrown on to that PS5 next-gen update. Yeah. Um, are you... Okay, you're nearing the end of Crash 4. Um, Godspeed when it comes to like the final couple levels. There is one oh God, section no. of... I think it's the final level... Uh, hundreds of deaths. It is <laughs> it is brutal, but kind of fun just for such. It's a real sob. I'm I doing two um, though, though the the player one, player two thing. I don't know if any of y'all did that. Like I uh, have a couple people in my household. Like I live with my family and my boyfriend. Uh, so I, I live with my brother as one of them, and we were doing the pass the controller. They have oh, co-op integration, which is so cute and so old school and like how i play a lot of games anyway like even if it's not a a multiplayer game i'm like we'll just kind of split the difference here and just and do that and you can do it either via checkpoint via death or via death and checkpoint on how and it'll say like player two's turn players one turn and then it it also has your stats at the end so you can kind of compete on like who got the most like boxes and then you know it's funny because like we're my brother's older than me so he's like in his 30s i'm in my late 20s but he's like you know my section didn't have in as many crates so i couldn't win the crate <laughs> play, you know and instantly we're like kids again um but that was a really enjoyable way to play and I, I recommend it if you have other gaming people in your household yeah oh that's awesome yeah i had uh i had the problem with that game when it first came out on ps4 that it it shows me the stats of everything I miss at the end of the level, which drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. Like that to me, that means like oh, have a perfect run, even though that's impossible the first time I'm playing through a game. So like it's, I'm hoping I internally will get my next gen upgrade and don't have to like feel the need to perfect every level before I go on. But they lean into it, right? Because even in that presentation, they're like, by the way, we have our card system. If you're trying to like get there and like i have that dream too of like being that person that can actually see it all the way through because i love platformers and i'm i'm interested in like the more grueling ones too so i'm like man it'd be really cool to be be that person but like that's just not me um one thing though i have been waiting for is once i do finish it i've been saving like me and my brother are gonna watch um gerard's video you know aka the completionist did crash four and like I, his hands were in so much pain after and all this stuff which it has its own problematic layers to it let's put that aside for a second i've been saving that for when i finish it because i'm like i don't want any spoilers i want to like <laughs> see that so I, I have that youtube video ready to go it's very i don't know if anyone else accompanies like additional media to things like that podcaster saving and oh, stuff yeah. it's in that vein yeah. so i am very excited to check that out because i don't know how how he did that i think he's amazing i don't know how the hell he did that <laughs> that's wild uh that's it that's this bonus episode of the min max show thanks so much for watching or listening um but that's not all because we got some hot plugs imran plug something please uh you can find me at fanbyte.com and my twitter handle is imran where you can find like 
stuff I just repost, really, really bad jokes that apparently I can now charge for, and mm. where I also talk about Twitch streams. Hang on. What is you can charge for it? How does this work? What is this? They are having a Patreon style thing for Twitter now. What? Where you can you can have a, a subscriber content. Yes. Super follow. So yes. I'm thinking like I literally just want to put like hundred dollars for me to make the worst joke possible. <laughs> and I'll see if we can get there. That's absurd. Uh, I like the joke of like eight thousand dollars and I'll never keep t- I won't keep talking anymore. Right, right, right. Um, do you have podcasts or a uh, gameplay series or anything over there yet, Imran? Or what's going on? The there moment, I, I just kind of like float around to different podcasts, depending on who needs me for whatever news services. Okay. I don't have anything permanent right now, but like I was on 99 potions. I think that's coming out tomorrow, which is the RPG podcast. Uh, last week I was on about three or four podcasts. Jesus. So just if you look at fanbyte.com and if you, you will see Imran Khan like on a podcast name somewhere. Okay. That's perfect. Uh, Janet, Thank you for being here. What would you like to plug? Uh, I'd like to plug my Patreon. That's patreon.com backslash gameonesis. That's kind of uh, the pillar content and, and funnel for um, everything I'm doing in terms of content and also in terms of supporting me financially. Um, and a bonus plug to my Twitch stream because I'm really pushing Twitch hard this year. So I did like the live reaction to um, the the press conference. I'm doing it again for Pokemon tomorrow morning at yeah. 7 a.m. So if you're down to wake up for that, I am also down. You can see me there. Um, but yeah, and that's all, again, uh, twitch.tv backslash gameonesis. That's also my handle across everywhere on the internet. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn. I don't use LinkedIn that much, but, you know, it's there if you want it. Awesome. Thanks so much for being here. Uh, Jeff, do you have anything to plug, dude? Uh, have you heard about this thing called MinMax? Yeah, there's MinMax. Uh, but more specifically, yeah. we should plug uh, the Deepest Dive. We announced our next Deepest Dive. It's going to be Batman Arkham Asylum. So the best if, Arkham game. There we go. Uh, so if you want to play along with us, uh, you can play the first half of that game up until you get the line launcher and then stop there and then go over to patreon.com slash minmax with two ends and submit a comment on Monday, March 8th. Uh, and then we will read your comment on the show. You can also unlock the podcast version of that, but we'd love for you to play along. It's always fun to hear new voices because we're trying to create the best, most thorough discussion about the game on the internet. And I think we can do it. It should be a good time. Um, also, this Sunday, so February 28th, uh, we have our call-in episode of MinMax Council, which is our Patreon-exclusive podcast, and Surreal and I will be on that one. And so if you support us at that $20 tier, the MinMax Council tier, you can call in and talk about whatever you want. A game you've been playing, your favorite game of all time, you can ask us anything. We're legally obligated to answer every question. So the floor is yours. It's a nice way to say thanks, and we'd love to hear some new voices. So support us at that $20 tier and jump into MinMax Council. Also, for a very specific plug, I'm sorry this is uh, region-focused, but um, our documentary on the history of the Oregon Trail video game called Trailheads, um, it was picked up by TPT, which is like the PBS Twin Cities affiliate. Um, It was fun talking to them, trying to figure out how this whole thing works. I had to sell the TV rights to Trailheads, which is a a weird thing. Uh, But the point is, it's going to be airing on TV, good old-fashioned TV, on Monday, March 1st at 8 p.m. Central. So if you want to watch some MinMax content coming across your TV, you can if you're in Minnesota on Monday, (laughs) March 1st at 8 p.m. Central. Um, And then also it'll be replayed on March 4th as well. Um, But that's it for our plugs. Thank you so much, everybody. Nice to see your smiley faces. And uh, let us know what you think of this bonus episode. Maybe we'll do more in the future. Thanks so much, everybody. Be good, have fun, let's go. (laughs) 